Chapter Six of Pussy Blackface, the story of a kitten and her friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. Pussy Blackface. The Story of a Kitten and Her Friends by Marshall Saunders Chapter 6 My First Fight Aren't things queer in this world? It seems as if cats can't plan ahead very much. All night I dreamed of the poor common cat. This morning, when I woke up, I began to worry about introducing her to little Mary my head ached with the effort i have never had any business to do in my life my parents have always done everything for me actually i have been started in the world with about only one instruction from my mother and that is not to lie perhaps it is as good an equipment for the battle of life as a little cat could have i don't know i suppose i shall find out well i must bring my common cat story up to date in my mind i have been utterly astonished and confounded by her actions let me think over what happened this morning i woke up early i find that a care in a cat's mind will send her to sleep late and wake her up betimes i had to think about getting my friend's breakfast before anyone was astir for i supposed she would be too terrified to come from under the bed i ran down to the basement the cook was getting breakfast and there was plenty of food lying about i found two nice broiled kidneys i just had to taste a little bit myself it was so good then i ran like a fox upstairs no one met me the servants were all in their rooms sweeping and dusting and getting things ready for the family soon the denvilles would be coming down for they are not lazy people i bounded in mary's room i went under the bed the cat was not there i dropped the kidneys in a terrible fright i crept softly around the room i ran out in the hall i went upstairs and down and at intervals i kept coming back to the bedroom where was my poor friend at last I pulled myself up short. I was getting dazed, and I was depending too much on my eyes, as a kitten is apt to do. I went back to the bed and smelt. She had been here recently. I lifted my head. The air was still full of common cat suggestions. I followed my nose. And now, just let me think of my utter surprise and consternation 
there was the common cat curled up on my chair in the midst of my opera cloak i was very angry i say it with shame she was in my place usurping the attention of my young mistress for there lay little mary wide awake her head resting on her arm her face turned toward the cat on the chair a smile of utter beatitude playing about her lips she was afraid of frightening the newcomer but she need never be afraid of that i have made a discovery the common cat is not shy she is bold that is she is shy with enemies but bold with friends or perhaps i should say sneaky she would not have jumped up on that chair if i had been in the room she took advantage of my absence perhaps i did wrong to be angry but it was an awful blow to find her on my soft bed i sprang right up beside little mary i tucked my head under her arm and she stroked and caressed me oh you dear thing you are so sweet and generous you don't mind that strange cat being in your chair one bit meow meow i cried angrily i do mary was so taken up with the other cat that she never minded me but went on absently patting my head and looking at that creature that was pretending to be asleep how did she get here black face did you bring her in oh isn't it lovely why i never heard of such a thing as that poor shy cat coming right into a house i would just like to hug her you needn't be afraid i growled she wouldn't mind but still i hope you won't i'm your cat and i tried to get between her and the stranger mary laughed and rubbed her face against my fur you darling thing now i know you did lead her in for you are trying to push me toward her and you weren't a bit surprised to see her here i sprang off the bed what was the use of being bad when your little mistress was so good that she turned your worse actions into kind ones with a very sad heart i crept out in the hall and do you know i had scarcely got out of sight before i heard a deceitful meow from that creature by the bed she was trying to ingratiate herself with little mary and for a few minutes i had the pleasure of hearing nothing but sweet pussy talk from them both poor pussy 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 mary would say then the common cat would reply meow meow and then i knew mary was scratching her head for her 
in fact i was mean enough to peek in through the crack of the door it made me sick and after a time i could not stand it so i crept downstairs one of the housemaids shook her broom at me so i went down down till i got to the yard there was mona sitting by her kennel and looking as big and handsome as ever by the way i said to myself i ought to thank her for her kindness to me last night so i walked slowly up to her and said good morning mona good morning she said kindly i am ever so much obliged to you for what you did last night i went on it was perfectly sweet of you you got your cat in she remarked yes i suppose you smelt our double tracks how is she getting on mona asked i looked over my shoulder i didn't want anyone to hear me for dolly the other dog was still in her kennel so i jumped up on top of mona's kennel that brought me into a little patch of sunlight and also made me get a little nearer to her big head for when i sat on the ground she towered way above me mona i said confidentially i am having a dreadful time are you she replied good-naturedly you do look rather worried i just can't stand that cat i went on can't stand her that's pretty sudden you loved her last night mona i said think of her actions she came into this house on my invitation and now she has taken my chair and is trying to wean dear mary's affections away from me mona grunted now how do you know that you cats are always jumping at conclusions i see her and hear her i feel it mona i can't explain to you but i just know it's true and i hate her mona didn't say anything and i went on I planned to have her come here and stay a little while, then have a good home found for her. Now, something tells me that she will never leave here. Well, suppose she doesn't. Mona, I almost screamed, suppose she doesn't. You imagine I could stand having that low-down cat take my place? sleep on my chair eat from dear mary's hand no i will run away before i will endure that hush hush said the big dog commandingly you are waking up dolly then don't be cruel i said sulkily i believe you are on that cat's side you are an excited kitten said mona kindly jealousy always wakes cats up i am dreadfully unhappy i replied 
with tears in my eyes. I have half a mind to run away to Mrs. Darley. You would find more cats there than here. But they are my own family cats. I love them. Yes, you love them, said Mona shrewdly. But you have left home. If you go back, you'll be twice the kitten you were before you saw something of the world. Do you mean to say that I would be jealous of my own dear parents and my brother and sister? No, not jealous, exactly, but you have an independent turn of mind, and you would not be willing to be as subject to them as you were before. You had better not go home, Blackface. What shall I do then? I asked pitifully. I see my life is to be made miserable here. Your life will be what you make it yourself. You carry misery or joy inside you. No one can put it in you if you are not willing. I don't understand you i said stupidly mona reflected for a few minutes then she said when i first came here i was the only dog then after a while dolly appeared i was dreadfully jealous i felt just as you are feeling when mr and mrs denville petted dolly i was nearly crazy i became sulky and the consequence was that I was neglected. No one wants a cross dog about. Dolly was shown off to strangers and taken for walks, and I was left at home. One day, when I was home, here, moping in my kennel, I began to reason the thing out. Dolly had as good a right to be here as I had. Mr. and Mrs. Denville had hearts large enough to hold two dogs, even though one was a pretty big creature. Why didn't I try to get on with Dolly, and in that way please my master and mistress? The thing was worth trying, so when Mr. Denville put Dolly in the yard an hour or two later, I ran up to meet her. The poor little thing was frightened and crouched down, but I wagged my tail and licked her kindly. Mrs. Denville had come with her husband in the yard, and as she lifted her dog-whip to strike me, he said, Don't, Maud. The St. Bernard is getting over her jealousy. And did you? I asked. Could you? Of course I did returned mona coolly make up your mind to do a thing and you can do it you know mr and mrs denville go for a walk together nearly every afternoon after he leaves his bank they go away out commonwealth avenue and into the fens i used to enjoy these walks so much but after i quarrelled with dolly they would not take me, and I suffered from lack of exercise. However, after I made up with Dolly, the little creature 
would not go without me and i assure you that we have lovely times together i have never regretted my resolution not to indulge in jealousy but dolly has a sweet disposition i said gloomily and this cat is a low-down thing that's true said mona cheerily but you can try to improve her be kind to her and she will be kind to you are you sure of that i asked mona looked thoughtfully i must say she went on that there are some ungrateful natures in the world i once knew a dog that no kindness would melt perhaps he was a little crazy perhaps he had had bad parents this cat isn't crazy i said with assurance she is a sneak i don't like her getting in your bed when you were not in the room continued mona if i were you i would not let her impose on me i would make her find a bed elsewhere but my advice to you is not to quarrel with her be very patient and remember that it is better to be imposed upon than to impose on others and my advice to you is not to run away and leave the field to her keep with your mistress demand your share of the petting don't let the new cat get ahead of you you have the advantage anyway you are better bred better looking and cleaner those are not advantages i said sorrowfully those are disadvantages the worst looking a creature is the better my dear mary likes it then clean up the cat lick her get her to hold herself up and not sneak along the way she does mona i said you are a good dog i am much obliged to you for your advice and i will run right upstairs and see what i can do and i left her i did run upstairs but alas i met mary coming down to breakfast with the cat she had a blue ribbon on her neck the cat had and her manner was enough to make one ill the humility of it and yet the sly pride the look she gave me out of the corner of her eye stand aside it said i have got enough out of you i have a friend at court now i've ousted you i did stand aside then i humbly followed them into the breakfast room oh how careful human beings ought to be about new pets i thought my heart would break as i sat under the table and watched little mary's hand stealing down with scraps for that common cat once i used to get all the scraps after a while mr and mrs denville came to the table 
and then i had to listen to the whole story of the saintly common cat how little mary had just seen her skulking about the common and had pointed her out to me that the poor creature had run when anyone went near her and that early this morning when mary woke up there she was in the chair by her bed it seems like a lovely miracle concluded little mary in a happy voice how do you account for it harold dear asked mrs denville of her husband this cat brought her in he said shortly and he looked under the table at me come here black face i was terribly proud mr denville rarely noticed me i jumped up on a chair beside him and he looked in my face you brought her in didn't you he said with a twinkle in his eye oh meow meow i replied and i laid a paw on his coat sleeve i've heard of such things before he went on still looking me in the eyes my mother had a very intelligent tabby cat that brought a sick friend to our barn and carried food out to it till it got well how extraordinary murmured mrs denville and you're a little bit jealous aren't you said mr denville suddenly to me i felt ashamed of myself how had he known what was going on under the table come here he said and he took me on his knee and fed me from his plate during the remainder of the meal mary he said when he left the table don't neglect the old cat for the new one just as if i could neglect my black face said the little girl earnestly come here dear and she opened her arms and petted me till i was so proud and happy that i forgot all about the other cat she was watching me though watching me from one sly eye as she washed her face and pretended to be admiring the flowers in the window i understood her tricks after breakfast mary took me upstairs in her arms and the common cat had to follow after however as if to get even with me for this attention she sprang up on my chair as soon as we arrived in mary's bedroom there the little girl left us and went to clean her big canary cage and i was about to follow her when i thought i had better embrace the opportunity of having an explanation with my rival cat i said i don't like your actions she gazed at me steadily and i had a good chance to look into her eyes they reminded me of the pond on the common they were muddy and looked as if there were all kinds of queer things down at the bottom of them i said nothing 
and she said nothing for a long time then she murmured in her cracked voice what's frettin' you i didn't know what to say finally i thought of one of serena's phrases and replied grandly i don't like your mental attitude what's that she said impudently i don't suppose you know that you have a mind i said patronizingly i know i've got teeth and claws she said with a grin you just bet i do i am ashamed to say i forgot all about mona's advice to love her and lick her fur something rose inside me some kind of a swelling then i felt as if i had swallowed something very hot it burnt so that i sprang up and just hissed get off my bed will you come put me off she said maliciously i'm bigger than you i don't approve of fighting i think it is wicked and vulgar but at her words a fierce joy rose within me i thought what a delight what an ecstasy it would be to stick my claws in her and drag her from that chair then i don't seem to remember anything more for a few minutes but hissing and spitting and jumping and scratching and the most awful cat language that i ever heard it was my first fight and i didn't do any talking i wanted all my breath for panting for i was thumped and dragged and pounded and beaten and shaken till i was nearly dead dear little mary was in the bathroom singing and talking and fussing with her canaries she didn't hear us and no one else was near enough but presently there was a step i didn't hear it i was too far gone but the sly cat must have heard it for she dropped me like a shot and flew up into my chair i lay for one minute then i dragged myself under the bed i thought i was dying but i didn't want anyone to see me my instinct was to keep out of sight the oldish woman who was mary's nurse came into the room i heard her give an exclamation then stopped short miss mary she called the dear child came running in just look at that cat said the old woman oh oh cried my dear young mistress why her eyes are scratched and her nose is torn oh my poor pussy and she went down on her knees and began to dab at that common cat's face with her handkerchief nurse please get me a wet towel oh the poor cat who could have scratched her so depend upon it it's that kitten said the old woman she's a high-strung little article my dear blackface exclaimed mary oh no she is gentle who could have done it the nurse said grimly 
I didn't. Perhaps some bad cat ran in, said Mary. The nurse shook her head, and then I stopped watching them. I was more dead than alive, and I never stirred, though I heard Mary calling me everywhere. She did not think of looking under her own bed, though I think she looked under all the other beds in the house. Finally, her mamma made her go off to drive, and everything was quiet in the room. The bed had been made, so no one came near to disturb us, and I lay on the carpet and tried to recover myself, and the common cat lay on the chair and spat at me if I stirred. After a few hours, I felt better. I could move my paws, and my body did not ache so much. I got up, tried to stretch, and could not. Then, not minding the hissing from the chair, I dragged myself out of the room and downstairs a step at a time. There was a large mirror set into the wall at the head of the first staircase, and I had a look at myself as I went by. My fur was rumpled badly, and I looked ill, but there was not a scratch nor a drop of blood visible. How strange, for from what Mary had said, I knew a great deal of blood had run out of the common cat's wounds. How was it that I, a kitten, had been able to scratch her while she had not given me a cut? I would ask Mona about it, and I went on dragging myself painfully down the staircases till I reached the yard and saw the dear old dog sitting in front of her kennel. Well, she said, getting up as I approached her, what have you been doing to yourself? You look played out. Let me by, I said faintly. I've had my first fight. She allowed me to crawl into her kennel, and she lay down and put her head in the doorway. Here, she said kindly, let me lick you a bit. It will massage you. Oh, if you will be so kind, I said. I feel as if I had been pounded all over. So you have, she replied, as her big tongue went over me very gently, but very firmly. I can feel that you have had a mauling. Your new friend, I suppose. You told me to love her i said weakly but somehow or other the first thing i knew we were in the midst of a fight that sometimes happens said mona philosophically if one loves too hard i suppose i did not go about it in the right way but mona it makes me so mad to see her in my chair i told her to get down and she wouldn't then I sprang at her, and I wounded her. She has lots of scratches, and blood came out of them. Why haven't I any blood on me? Because, kitten, 
returned mona calmly she knows how to fight and you don't this isn't her first battle some dogs fight that way they'll injure you inside so that you will nearly die while other dogs merely rip your skin a little i think i'd rather be ripped than pounded on a marble hearth i said miserably so would i said mona you'll be a long time getting over this however you are a kitten and will recover more quickly than a cat would do you suppose she will be a long time getting over her scratches i asked i wouldn't like to injure her permanently you couldn't kitten said mona with a laugh she will be all right tomorrow when you fight next choose some cat your own size but you don't advise fights i remarked anxiously no never fight unless you are sure you can beat the other cat but how can you be sure you can't be now how do you feel much better ever so much there is healing in your tongue now put your head down and go to sleep said mona and i will watch and see that no one disturbs you and she lay down in front of the kennel it is wonderful what a nap will do in about an hour i awoke very much refreshed can you walk inquired mona yes pretty well i said limping out of the kennel then creep upstairs see if the coast is clear to your room and if the cat is still on your bed come back and tell me i did as she requested though i did not understand why i should do so painfully crawling up and painfully crawling downstairs i at last stood before her and said that there was no one in the halls the servants were busy with lunch then lead the way she said i gazed at her in surprise but she made no explanation and i entered the house she followed me we saw no one till we were opposite the big hall door then we heard the click of a latch-key and mr denville threw open the door and stood before us he gave mona a glance of surprise she rarely came in the house the good old dog walked up to him and licked his hand then she put her noble honest head on his arm oh you want something do you he said well go on she did go on and after a look at me mr denville followed us it was such a funny procession i saw in the mirror as we went upstairs first i a little cat with a black and white face then a big dog then a big man i went right to mary's bedroom mona walked in with me mr denville stood in the doorway 
the common cat lay on the opera cloak with a white bandage over her face she was giving herself great airs on account of that bandage but i think she was a little frightened when she heard mona however you can't tell much from her mud-colored eyes when she doesn't want you to mona slowly paced across the room slowly took the common cat by the neck slowly carried her to the door and set her outside in the hall mr denville stood aside to let mona pass then he smiled in a peculiar way the common cat gazed about her through the holes cut in the bandage for her eyes as if uncertain what to do then she walked toward a nice sunny window that there was in the hall across it was a big sofa with cushions nearby was a bookcase the cat went under the sofa and mona looked well pleased the common cat might sleep there she was not to go in the bedroom what a happy cat i was i gave mona a grateful glance and then i went and sprang on my chair mr denville laughed aloud and calling to mona went downstairs later in the day i saw her and she said mr denville took her right to the pantry he saw a big roasted chicken there on a platter and seizing the chicken by the legs he gave it to her mona said that she passed the cook in the lower hall and her face was something indescribable but of course she didn't dare say a word as mr denville was escorting the good old dog all day i have been so happy the common cat has not dared to once come in the bedroom little mary understands the matter at lunchtime there was a great laughing at the table i heard an echo of it up here and dragged myself to the head of the stairs to listen mr denville was telling his wife and mary about mona and the common cat when mary came upstairs she made a nice bed on the hall sofa for sly boots as her father called the common cat there she has been all day and mary pets me in here and then goes out in the hall and pets her i think this is a very nice arrangement divided we agree united we fight perhaps in time sly boots will get to like me better i have no feeling of resentment against her i only want her to keep out of my way i wonder what my family would say about this i fear they would be shocked if they knew i had been quarrelling all but jimmy dory he loves a fight well i must go to sleep i wonder how the new cat and i will get on tomorrow End of chapter six